Hello, everybody. This is Evan Kelly with Under Review. I am back. A couple of people inspired me to really get this uh, going again. It's draft season, which is my favorite season. Um, I'm thrilled to be back. I'm thrilled to be able to do it. Uh, I, I can't wait to see your all's reactions and some things that might make you mad, some things that might make you happy. I hope everybody listens and, you know, tell me your criticism or what you think. But uh, this is Under Review, and here we go. So I'm going to start with this. The San Francisco 49ers traded a haul, a absolute haul, with to the Miami Dolphins to get the number three pick. Jump from 12 to three. You don't see that very often. And at first, everybody, I, everybody, including myself, decided, oh, Justin Fields. Which I love. I'm, I'm going, okay, the 49ers just made a move that in ha- half a year, a year, is going to become one of the best. But now, every single story out there says that Mac Jones will be going third overall to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Mac Jones, in my rankings, is the seventh best quarterback available in this draft. My rankings are Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Kyle Pitts, Davis Mills from Stanford after watching some tape and hearing some uh, scouts talk about him, and then Mac Jones. Okay, Mac Jones threw inaccurate passes to wide-open wide receivers. At his pro day, he could not even hit a five-yard slant route, and he missed the guy behind him, which in the NFL, that's an interception if there's a defender there. Okay, I didn't even feel like he should be starting in Alabama. I thought he was good enough to do it, but I, I thought they should have put in Bryce Young. I think they would have they would have put up more points. He had Najee Harris, who was unstoppable. Devonta Smith, unstoppable. Jalen Waddell, unstoppable. Uh, the the kid John Mechie, also unstoppable. I mean, these guys they were wide open. Everything on film for him is wide open, and he still misses some throws and some inaccurate passes. Somebody did this earlier, um, said that, you know, this move would be the same as the Bears trading up to take Mitch Trubisky. And I 100% agree, except I think this is worse, because at the time, that was considered a very bad quarterback draft class with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. No one knew what Pat Mahomes was going to be. Don't pretend like you did. But Mitch Trubisky displayed really good accuracy, but he hadn't started a lot of games. Mac Jones has not started a lot of games. Um, now, Trubisky was very mobile. Mac Jones is not mobile at all. But he displayed solid accuracy. Not always great accuracy. But a lot of people said, okay, this guy's a first-round pick. The, people are split on Mac Jones. There are some, like me, who believe that he's a second- or third-round pick at best. And then there are some that think he's worthy of a first-round pick. But no one considers him the third overall pick in the draft except the San Francisco 49ers. It is baffling to me that he is apparently worth two first-round picks in the future and a fourth-rounder this year to trade up to where you probably didn't need to leap any teams to get him. Especially with the Carolina move with Sam Darnold, they didn't know that was going to happen. 
But, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Now, I also want to talk about what that means for the draft. If Mac Jones goes at number three, it changes the landscape of this entire draft. Okay, so historically, the more quarterbacks who go in the top, top part of the draft, it pushes the crop of talent for teams who don't need a quarterback down significantly. So if Mac Jones goes at three, you now have Trey Lance and Justin Fields more than likely still on the board. So then I think Atlanta will trade out of that pick. They're already thinking about it, but Atlanta doesn't need a quarterback. But Denver will jump up, say, no one's going to beat us to this, and they're going to jump up, and I believe take Justin Fields because their GM seems to love him. That would be a home run for Denver. And I mean an absolute home run because then you now got one of the most talented quarterbacks in this draft who we followed since high school. Just absolutely talented, huge arm. He he can match Herbert and Mahomes throw for throw, and in athleticism, he actually he's actually a little bit more athletic. I'm not. I I still think that I'd take Herbert and I'd take Mahomes over Herbert, but those are three of the most talent. That's good for the NFL. Denver, at the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs twice a year. Each team they get to play each other twice a year. I'm watching every game. Every one of those games is a prime time game. Secondly, so then Trey Lance is now falling because now you've got Cincinnati doesn't need a quarterback. Miami, who I think does need one but will not take one, they are committed to you know, trying to get two at work, which I understand. Then the Detroit Lions, who don't need a quarterback. Uh, because they're going to give Jared Goff a year. They would not have made the Matt Stafford trade without Jared Goff. Reportedly, they really like Jared Goff. Their new coach likes Jared Goff. So the, and they'll take a receiver for him. Carolina Panthers, who just traded for Sam Darnold, he is their quarterback. The, the, then the Falcons traded out because they didn't need a quarterback. So they will probably pick another offensive skill position because all uh, – no, they will pick a defense – excuse me – they will pick a defensive player because they can't tackle. But all these so they've got the first defensive pick because all these teams above them are going to take offense. Ten Dallas Dallas likes Kyle Pitts, but they're not going to get him. He's not going to be available at ten. Some people think he won't be available past four because you can't trade out of that pick if you're Atlanta because Kyle Pitts is that good. So they'll take defense. And then this is where it gets interesting. Number eleven with the Giants. Now the Giants don't need a quarterback. Because I think Daniel Jones deserves him one more year. He showed some real good improvement in certain areas last year. Good coaching. Jason Garrett's got him right where he wanted him. Joe Judge, they're working. But my Philadelphia Eagles at 12, they there have been multiple, you know, they wanted to trade up for Zach Wilson. Um they wanted to you know, reports have they've been to Trey Lance's pro day. They were at Justin Fields' pro day. Zach Wilson. So they like all of these quarterbacks. But the Washington football team at at 19 and the Chicago Bears at 20 both heavily need a quarterback. Both have good, solid bridge quarterbacks, especially for a guy like Trey Lance, who I don't think would be ready to start day one. But it's that's a big deal. 
That is a big deal right there. And if it were me, I think the Giants should trade out of that spot. And I would love to see the Chicago Bears come up and get Trey Lance or the the football team because both of those teams would love to be able to get this kid in their building. So that's – but it changes the whole scheme of the draft because if it goes you know, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields – now, somebody may leap up and say, okay, okay we got to take Trey Lance. But nobody's going to be fighting over Mac Jones. Mac Jones will fall. He'll fall past Carolina. He'll fall past um, – if Denver were to leap up then and Trey Lance, then he'd fall past Denver. He'd probably end up going to the Patriots unless someone liked him enough to, enough to try to leapfrog the Patriots, which I don't think will happen. I think he'd be a Patriot, but that doesn't change the draft completely because then, you know, the top four, the best four quarterbacks are off the board and now it's just the draft from there on out. It's not necessarily that there's going to be four quarterbacks. It's who the quarterbacks are, because if Justin Fields or Trey Lance falls, it's not, not going to be easy to just sit at your spot and wait and say, okay, let's hope that they fall to us because they may not because people love these two, except for some that criticize Justin Fields. And trust me, you'll hear about that from me in a second. Um, and you know, I, I, but Mac Jones, a lot of teams don't have him graded as a first round talent. Now I get that sometimes, you know, you draft for need before, um, actual skill but this time he's not a first round pick in my opinion but mac jones at number three would be a historically bad maybe even the biggest mistake in history by the san francisco 49ers and it would also be draft changing because then you've got two top talent quarterbacks who would fall into the rest of the pack and behind those top three teams and a fourth team to come up to with atlanta there's not a lot of need for it. Those are a lot of teams who have young quarterbacks or have found at least their guy for now who no longer need to draft a quarterback. They need to help those quarterbacks, and it is a loaded offensive draft. So I don't get the Mac Jones love, but I definitely find it interesting. He's definitely going to be a topic on my show because it, it's a very controversial topic. Um. But it will completely change the draft. I'm so excited for the draft. You you don't even know. All right, up next, Jacob Justice with the news. All right, we are back, and, and now we are ready for Jacob Justice with the news. Okay, Evan, thank you for having me back in the revamped version. Let's we love you, man. Get it going. I'm excited we get to do it again. Okay. So the Carolina Panthers have traded for New York Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. They gave up a six-rounder this season and a second and a fourth-rounder next season. Uh, I like the move if I'm Carolina because I kind of got trapped by the 49ers trading up to where – because Atlanta isn't going to trade down so that I can get a quarterback that will help me. But I think that Matt Rule and – Joe Brady will be able – Sam Darnold's only 23 years old. So he basically got three years of college in the NFL. Like, he's younger than Joe Burrow. So I like the move. 
don't love it. I feel, you know, like if, if it was him or Justin Fields and you had the ability, I'd take Fields or Lance. But I like the move for Carolina, and I think it'll work out. I feel like getting um, Sam Darnold out of New York would be a great step for him. As we all know, the Jets are really shaky when it comes to developing quarterbacks because look at their past lineage of quarterbacks. You have people like Mark Sanchez, Geno oh, yeah. Smith. And, and Darnold, by the way, and, has some good tape for the Jets. Um. So if it were so, again, I think this is a, it's kind of a low risk, high reward because you don't give anything up immediately. Um, you know, next year you get to say, and I think it'll pay off. So yeah, I, I love the move by Carolina. The Los Angeles Lakers have been without superstars LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and currently sit at the fifth seed in the West and have a losing record without them. Um, as long as they can stay afloat. I don't mind that because they are going to, you know, I, I don't think they'd want to be in the fifth seed, but like right now they play Denver with LeBron and AD healthy. I think you can beat Denver. They can roll through the West. Can they beat Brooklyn or Philadelphia? I'm not sure right now, but I definitely think that, you know, as long as they can stay afloat, but you know, you don't want to slip down into that, like, you know, six, seven, eight seed. So they, they've got to at least stay, try to stay near 500. They're four and six in their last 10. I think they can do it, but it's not panic mode yet. If they start dropping a couple of games, then I'll be a little more worried. But not we're not right now. The MLB will be relocating the All-Star game from Atlanta, Georgia, after passing a voting law change in the state of Georgia. This this kind of annoys me because what are you going to do? You know, you're gonna, are you going to rip the Braves out of Georgia because, you know, they've got an issue with it? Um, I don't get this move by the MLB. I think it's kind of – I think it's kind of petty. Um, plus, it what you just did is in a, in a place where they could use some extra money to help, you know, and, and this would help support some of the things that that bill is being passed. You just ripped a ton of money away from that city. So, I don't. I think that I think it's kind of ridiculous, if you ask me. I mean, it really comes down to the point: is the league kind of acting tyrannical in a sense, just because the league doesn't agree with a law that the team has nothing to do with? The team shouldn't be punished by having like because the All Star Game is a big thing. It's that the gives your team a lot of the World Series. More people watch it gives your team so much. It gives your team so much extra revenue, and for the MLB to rip that game away from Atlanta just doesn't make sense, in my it opinion. It was a very emotional decision, and I don't like that for my commissioners and from my leagues. I like them to be stoic and and very consistent in what they do. So, um, yeah, not not a great look for the MLB. Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets sit atop the Eastern Conference, but they are starting to get a little banged up. With Kevin Durant coming back, James Harden will be sidelined for the next three to four games. This is now. This is the benefit of having three superstars on your team because you've still got Katie and Kyrie out there. But I start worrying because you know, first you know Kyrie had some issues, and then right after that, Katie 
had some big, you know, had some injuries. And now James Harden's going to miss, you know, uh, three or four games. So you can beat the Lakers or the Clippers or the Suns with all three of them. But when you start getting down to just the two of them, just the two superstars, it gets a little, it gets a little worrisome. Like, cause the Sixers, you know, Joel Embiid can stop Durant. He's a great defender. And Ben Simmons can stop Harden, but you've got Kyrie. But if one of them is out, then I think the Sixers would gain a leg up in the East. So it's something to watch for their for their health and history. If it were me, when it, when I kind of got my seating locked, I would sit them and I'd give them some nights off to get them ready for the playoffs. Because you also have to think that they probably have the best supporting cast in the league. Because any big name free agents that got cut and wavered, Blake Griffin, the name one of them, they all chose Brooklyn. And, and yeah, that, so, that's something to keep in mind. But there's a but those guys are all past their prime. The three superstars are what may, is the bread and butter of the of the Brooklyn Nets right now. And it, 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 to me, it's just risky if one of them is not playing because that third superstar is really what gives the Nets, in my opinion, the title favorite chances. It wouldn't even surprise me if Shaq even came out of retirement to play for them because he this, seems like he plays. At this point, you know, maybe Charles, if, if Charles Barkley felt like he wanted, you know, he, he, he gets a little bored. I'd, he finally I'd, wanted to get that ring. Yeah, he wants to get that ring. I agree. Seems like everybody wants to join the Nets. They are following – news piece on the docket is Deshaun Watson is facing 22 claims of sexual assault or misconduct. His lawyer and his team continues to deny any wrongdoing, but did admit that they were unprofessional affairs and acts. But Watson believed that all the acts were consensual. Yeah, when when, when this news came out, it kind of it broke my heart because I really wanted to believe that a lot of this was just kind of whistleblowing. But at the end of the day, regardless if it was consensual or not, you were having affairs. You were having unprofessional relations with people in business as, as a professional quarterback. That's going to get back to you. As a male with that much power, you have to be careful. You have to protect your image. Deshaun Watson didn't do that. Now it's, you know, they can say that. Because now that, that it's confirmed that, that you've done it, it's going to be nearly impossible to – even if it was consensual, it's going to be almost impossible to clear your name if they say that they felt uncomfortable or whatever because he was a superstar athlete. Sadly, I think the days of Deshaun Watson are getting numbered. Like when the accusations first started rolling out, I thought, oh, these are trying to help him get out of Houston. There ain't going to be no validity to these claims. But – with the ones that I've read, they just keep rolling in, and there's hard proof behind it that Deshaun Watson isn't who we believe he is. And, and it's really a shame because I was a Deshaun Watson fan. I was, I was, I loved the trade rumors and stuff. But it's a shame. And right now, the Texans are absolutely screwed because they decided, well, we're going to make things work, and now all this stuff comes out at the wrong time. So the Texans are going to get absolutely nothing. They're going to have a huge cap hit while he's on the commissioner's exempt, which I believe will happen. And he's not going to play for Houston regardless. So, you know, now you're going in with Tyrod Taylor, a very questionable future at quarterback and a bad team and no picks because they're just, 
man, Houston is in a tough spot. All right, Jacob Justice with the news. Good stuff as always. Thanks for having me back, Evan. I'm glad to be back. All right, good stuff as always. Thank you. So now I'm gonna I want to talk about this for a second. I, I alluded to it earlier in the show. So every quarterback in this class is getting is going up draft boards. I heard this this morning. Um, one of my one of my idols and preferred people to listen to, Colin Coward, talked about it. But there's one quarterback who is getting so nitpicked that it's starting to kill me, and I'm getting similar vibes to what happened with Justin Herbert last year, and it happens to be the quarterback with the same name. Justin Fields from Ohio State. People have questioned his work ethic, say he's got too many holes, he's got too much to work on, all this stuff. And folks, I don't get it. We have followed this guy since he was 16. He was on tele, he was on shows. He was on QB1 in high school. He won the Elite 11 against presumptive number one pick Trevor Lawrence. He beat number one pick Trevor Lawrence handily six touchdowns after a crushing rib injury and had probably his, his best game after that against the Alabama Crimson Tide and Mac Jones. He, he's had two bad games in his college career, and that was during one of the weirdest and most awful years of all time for the Big Ten in Ohio State. Which, which the COVID protocols, one, he was playing without his offensive line, which caused him to get jumpy and his eyes to kind of scramble everywhere. And the other was that his receivers and guys were dropping it and they were running it all the time and they were throwing it in the backs. And he made some mistakes because he's not used to working with those receivers, especially in game. But I just, I, we did this with, with Justin Herbert. We nitpicked every single thing. Oh, he's a spot thrower. No, no, he's not. He he looked like a spot thrower because Oregon's offense was designed to throw to spots. It was a West Coast offense. You know, a guy a guy walks up, he turns around, he flashes his hands, and you throw it. That was Oregon's offense. He threw with some of the best anticipation of anyone in the NFL last year. He won Rookie of the Year, and I called it on this show. Why would you wait? to put him in. He's, he's more talented than, than any quarterback on your roster. And he's more talented than most quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not as raw as you think. And it's going to be the same with Justin Fields. If Justin Fields goes to San Francisco at three, which again is right now it's Mac Jones. But if he goes at number three there, he will sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo. I think for four weeks, maybe if, if, if Jimmy doesn't get hurt, then I don't know, you know, but the moment that he starts playing bad or he gets hurt, we will get to see Justin Fields and it will all be history from that point on. He will see the field if he goes there. Now, if the Broncos jump up and draft him, I think he'll start week one. They'll have an open competition with him and Drew Locke and he will beat Drew Locke. He's a better quarterback than Drew Locke. He's more ready than Drew Locke is right now. Better ball protection, even though people say he doesn't. He's got, he, he goes through his progressions better. He's got a better arm. He's more accurate. He throws a better anticipation. He will win, and he will. we will see another rookie quarterback from the AFC West win Rookie of the Year. I'm going to say it right now. I was a little conservative with Justin Herbert. Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in the draft, and it's not a huge difference between 
one and two. Him and Trevor Lawrence have been linked their whole careers. I don't get the separation. I don't get the Zach Wilson love, personally. I think he's Baker Mayfield, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger arm. But I don't think that I, – I think that's who Zach Wilson is. Trey Lance, like his talent, like like who he is, but he's a little inconsistent for me. He's very raw right now. He doesn't – he hasn't played a ton. And he, he misses some throws. But Justin Fields has played plenty of games at Ohio State against Clemson, Alabama, Wisconsin, Michigan. These are good schools who will have players in the NFL. I don't want to hear, oh, Ohio State's never produced good quarterbacks. I don't care. Justin Fields had the opportunity to try to go win a national championship, and he almost did twice. They were uh, they were a couple of plays away in 2019 from going to the national championship, and they were right at the doorstep with Alabama until the defense caved in. He played phenomenal. I don't get it. We're going to be having the same discussion every week in this se- in this upcoming season that I told you with Justin Herbert. I, people said, oh, he's not ready. And I said, yeah, he is. Just let him go. Let him let him go out and be himself. And that's what they did. I, I'd love to see him end up in Denver. They've got all the skill positions necessary that he would need. I would absolutely love it. I'd like to see him go to San Francisco. I think he'd play really well there. I think he'd fit almost anywhere. I think he is a plug-and-play guy, and I, I just don't get the criticism. That's what I'm saying. I, he, he is so nitpicked. And we are, he's, he's 6'4", 225, and can run nearly in the four threes. Okay, he can throw it 70 yards with broken ribs on a dime. I, I don't care about a couple of bad games against Northwestern, which, if you watched the tape, really weren't that bad. So, um, yeah, that's my take. So we are going to do a mock draft coming around the corner. Newsman Jacob Justice will come back in for that. Can't wait. We're gonna he's gonna do the uh, the odd picks. We're gonna have a couple of trades in there. I'll do the even picks, and um, this will be our inaugural mock draft. We will we will hopefully do one every week. Maybe bring some more people in. Maybe just myself. I don't know. But um, mock draft up next. All right, everybody. Last uh, segment of the day. A little bit of change of plans. Um, some preparation stuff came up, but uh, we're here. It's just going to be me doing the mock draft, but this is my official mock draft. I'm only going to give you the first 11 picks because that's where I think the top five quarterbacks will go. And then I will publish a full article uh, mock draft that you all can read um, on your own time to see the entire first round. Here we go. All right, number one overall selection. Trevor Lawrence. It's not even hard. He's Justin Herbert, but he's more polished, more accomplished coming out of college. Some people say, well, that's not a good comparison. You know, he's Andrew. I think Justin Herbert is a top two, top three talent in the league right now. Um, they hired Urban Meyer for this reason. They they spent money on the defense for this reason because so they could draft his guys around him. It's Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick. Let's let's not even pretend. All right, number two, number two, it will be Zach Wilson from BYU. Don't love the pick by any means. Why? Because I think he is small. I think he had doesn't have as good of an arm as people 
make it out to be. I think it looks like that in the, you know, against crappy, you know, BYU competition. But I think that he's kind of Baker Mayfield to me. I think he's sporadic. I think he likes to try to show off his talent way too much. You know, I see Aaron Rodgers comparisons. I don't see that. I don't see Mahomes. I see just Baker Mayfield with a little bit more talent. Um, and that's not good. Going to the, the Jets will have to follow exactly what the Browns did. Um, and I just don't think it's going to work. So, But I could be wrong. I hope he's wrong. Seems like a good guy. Uh, but number two, Zach Wilson to the Jets. Number three, the one, this is my favorite pick of the draft in terms of how it's going to affect it. I talked about it earlier in the show. But it is possibly the biggest mistake for years. But Kyle Shanahan, according to reports, at the end of the day, he has the right to make the first pick. It's going to be Mac Jones. Saw that it may be Trey Lance. He is going to be... Mac Jones is going to be the pick at number three. That's what he thinks is going to help them because I, I hear he's more ready to play. I don't see it at all. But... I, I mean, I guess he's at his ceiling is what I could see it. But um, I think you're basically just going from Jimmy Garoppolo to a less experienced Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so, again, don't love the pick, but it's what it is. Uh, and so San Francisco gets – Kyle Shanahan gets his guy at number three. All right, number four, the Atlanta Falcons will select Kyle Pitts. Rumors they want to move off Julio Jones. They don't need a quarterback. Um, and then I think they fall in love with Pitts like anyone who loves offense would. He's 6'7", 265, can run like the wind. He is probably the best prospect I've seen. I can't wait to see what he does. But I, I think that, you know, you're going to have to put up 28 a game to go 8-8 eight and eight or 8-9. and nine. Um, so not a great formula, but I still think that Kyle Pitts, it's just too attractive to pass up for the Atlanta Falcons. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, the wide receiver who Joe Burrow had so much success with, 20 touchdowns in 2019, opted out of 2020, uh, doesn't bother me, he's phenomenal. Burrow loves him. Burrow wants him. They've got tackles. Uh, Jonah Williams and Riley Reef on the two sides. Those guys are solid. Very deep guard draft. You can fix the rest of this offensive line very, very easily in this draft and in some remaining free agents. So I say you go and take the swing for Jamar Chase and get probably one of the better AFC duos for the years to come. Number six, I think we see a trade here between the Dolphins and the Broncos because I do not think that, you know, because you're not going to do in-division trades, right? But the Broncos know the Patriots want to come up uh, and make a deal for a quarterback. So Denver is going to leapfrog um, or is going to leap up to their division rival. So that way... You know, they can do that, but I think that the Denver Broncos will select Justin Fields with the sixth overall selection um, 
Fields, again, I talked about it earlier. I love, love, love Justin Fields. In that division, that is going to be six primetime games a year that I can just watch and sit down and, you know, you know, have a have a some wings and Pepsi with my with my family and just sit down and enjoy some great football watching Justin Herbert uh, and Justin Fields, you know, du- duel it out, see who can throw, you know, the, bi- the biggest bomb. So I love it. Um, I cannot wait to see what Fields gets to do to prove the doubters wrong. I said it last year about Herbert, and I'm going to say it again. All these narratives that, oh, he can't start yet, blah, 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 blah. You're going to be proven wrong when the Rookie of the Year is announced in February. Number seven, the Detroit Lions. This is the absolute hardest selection to make, in my opinion. Why? They don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. No one knows what they're doing. So, if it were me... You know, they, they have a line, enough of a line at least, to get by right now. Um, you know, they they maybe could take a wide receiver here, but I think that defense is putrid, and I think probably the best place to start has to be Micah Parsons. Um, it just makes sense to me overall. Because uh, he can he can fill multiple positions when needed. So like if you don't have an edge rusher one week, he can play edge rusher. If you don't need it, if you need a coverage linebacker, you do that. He's he's a great great all around defensive player. Probably the best in the draft in terms of all around ability. So Micah Parsons at number seven, number eight. Don't be fooled. This is not by any means going to be a quarterback. They've got two that they're paying a buttload. They're not picking Trey Lance here. Okay, so we know that. But they do need a left tackle. Um, And Penny Sewell is still there waiting, and that is the pick. It has to be. He is a freak. He is 6'7". You know, he's he's the Kyle Pitts of the offensive line. Um, Still a little bit raw, not always clean on tape from his I think sophomore year but I'm not really worried about that I think he'll grow maybe a couple of bad weeks but then he'll grow into a franchise left tackle number nine the Miami Dolphins in a trade back they they saw the way that things were unfolding they knew that they could they could sit back and let them push it down the board and they will draft Devonta Smith from Alabama they're, they're trying to get Tua every weapon possible. I think that this is where Smith would have the most success because you've got two very good outside wide receivers in Devontae Parker and Will Fuller. So he can play slot inside room, get hit as much, and he is, a, he is an elite, elite route runner, maybe in the NFL from day one. Um... So they get to uh, his guy to help him, kind of like the Bengals did with Joe Burrow. Number 10, the lovely, one of my, the lovely Jerry Jones gets to make the selection for the Dallas Cowboys, and I believe it will be J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. It's a toss-up between him and Patrick Sertan for almost every team. 
But Horn has been rising so much that I think Jerry Jones will take notice of that. He's always flashy, always likes the riser. So I think they will take J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. And now my absolute favorite part of this mock draft is we've got to trade the Chicago Bears. We'll trade with the New York Giants and give away a haul to get the 11th overall selection. Hopefully to leapfrog the Eagles and they will pick quarterback Trey Lance. It will be a match made in heaven, in my opinion. Lance is from, you know, the, you know, North Dakota's, North Dakota's cold. It's got bad weather. All of that fun stuff that you, that everybody loves about Chicago. Trey Lance has done it. He called his own protections. He's got one of the best arms in the draft to just pierce through it. All the athleticism of Mitch Trubisky. Everything you didn't like about Mitch Trubisky, he can do better. I think that it is a perfect, perfect fit. Um, and, I'm, and I don't buy Andy Dalton is your um, is your future or your current. I think he maybe starts for about eight weeks. They see where Lance is, and Lance will impress him enough, and Trey Lance will play. Um, and then you can start competing in that division with Minnesota and Green Bay because you've got the quarterback to show up and do it. So those are my first 11 picks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, one and two to the Jaguars and Jets. Mac Jones at three, as ridiculous as that's going to be. Kyle Pitts at four, Jamar Chase five to the Bengals, pair back up with Joe Burrow. Justin Fields to the Broncos at six, because they have to have somebody to do it. Micah Parsons, seven. Um... Penny Sewell, 8 to protect Sam Darnold. Devonta Smith to the Dolphins at 9. J.C. Horn at 10. And Trey Lance, 11 to the Chicago Bears in a big blockbuster trade-up. Feels good to be back. Uh, Hopefully we'll have a little bit more consistent, you know, uh, preparation and uh, work. We're trying to figure out some things with, you know, newsmen and some guests and things. But uh, I'm back. I can't wait to do more of them. Uh, I may release a short one before the draft just because I love talking about the draft. And then Friday, you will have a release um, clip of some kind on my reactions to the first round of the draft. Where did the quarterbacks go? Who got better? Who got worse? Um, All these things. So I cannot wait. Cannot, cannot wait to keep doing this. Cannot wait for the draft on Thursday. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Go uh, subscribe to our TikTok at underreviewSN or specifically Twitter. That is where you'll see the most information at underreviewSN. Thank you to everybody who watched and who helped uh, get the word out. We will see you soon.